Hey, Shaf, are you ready to talk about Walt Disney Presents Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Oh, Wonder Rob, I am so ready. You want to know how ready I am? I'm so ready to talk about Shang-Chi that I have been studying up on the best kung fu jokes, and I want to share some with you right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Who is the best kung fu vegetable? I do not know. Who is the best kung fu vegetable? Broccoli. Okay. Okay. All right. How about this one? A Chinese man has killed himself using kung fu. It's the first known case of chop suicide. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. I was, I was saving this one. I knew this one. This one's going to really get you. This one's really going to get you. What do you call a Christmas tree that knows kung fu? I do not know. What do you call a Christmas tree that knows kung fu? Spruce Lee. Okay. Hey, Wonder Rob, you ready for the next joke? I guess. Okay, here we go. What's the difference between an open box of stinky cheese and a kung fu master? I don't know. One is loose brie and the other is Bruce Lee. <laughs> you, how'd you guess? Oh, my gosh. I told you. No more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has great attack. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks, geek news all day. We're gamers too, we play for fun. I'm Trekkie proud, phasers to stun. Film and TV, our force is strong. Geek so to speak, where you belong. Geek so to speak, 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 geek so to speak. Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV shows, comic book, video games, trailers, geek news, everything in between. And this week is no different because Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is finally out. And we've seen it. We've laid our comic book movie thirsty eyes all over it. And we're going to discuss it. Plus all the latest and greatest geek news. I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live from Southern California. And on the line with me, the yin to my yang, the kung to my fu, the aqua to my fina, Shop. How's it going, Shop? Hi! What's up? What's up, Wonder Rob? <laughs> I thought you were trying to do a Wookiee impression for a second. It, it was almost there. <laughs> right when you started. Oh my gosh. Wrong wrong fandom, Shaf. 
wrong fandom. We're talking Shang-Chi today. Let's start That's again. Right. My co-host with the most, Shop. How's it going, Shop? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it again. I was almost going to do it again. I was going to do hiya again. <laughs> it's okay. All right. I, I've been told that karate and kung fu are two different things, but what do I know? I'm just an internet tainer. I'm no expert in kung fu. But anyway... Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed to Geek So To Speak podcast and this is your first time listening, well, hey, welcome. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Or if you're one of those people listening to this video on YouTube, yeah, it's a video of an audio-only podcast, whatever. But if you're listening to it on YouTube, give it a like. Subscribe to the page. Why don't you leave a comment? Because every little bit counts. We greatly appreciate it. And for those who are returning, hey, welcome back. You guys are the Geek So To Speak fluffers. Did I say Geek So To Speak? Maybe <laughs> yes, I'll call you them, did. Maybe I'll call them the Geek So To Speak, the Spleakers. Hey, is that, what do you is guys, that when you kind of like spit, like it comes out of your, your mouth, like you flick your tongue and like spit comes out? That's when you you spleak. Gleek. Right? I think that's gleek. Oh, that's gleeking. Okay. But hey, that's we're called the Spleakers. It's when you spit... <laughs> accidentally like that but you're talking about shang chi or marvel or something like that yeah that's, that's a, right that's when you get spleak. so geek passionate about it that your spit is flying out of your as mouth. a matter of fact i'm writing this word down right now spleek <laughs> so i remember to put it in the show notes and to start calling the spleakers that from now see i'm already doing it i'm already <laughs> doing it so listen spleakers <laughs> thank you for joining us again if you're a new spleaker or an old spleaker or a medium spleaker Thank you so much. If you haven't already left us a review on Apple Podcasts, do us another favor. Leave us a nice review. Leave us some kind words because you will absolutely, 100%, cross my heart, hope to die, get a very special shout out on the show. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts with words. Not just a five-star review. Leave some words or some emojis. Or, Shaf, these guys can find us on anchor.fm. Slash Geek So To Speak podcast. I think that's correct. If it's not, check the show notes. But you can find us on Anchor, and you can leave us a very nice voicemail, which we will play on the show. I think we have one lined up for a little later, Shaf. So we'll- we do. And, and by the way, Wonder Rob, that link is in the episode notes. It's something that Anchor adds to our notes automatically. Oh. So, so if you're if you're checking out our episode notes, there's going to be a link at the bottom, which will tell will basically send you right to the anchor page. Um, I do think that it requires you to register with Anchor, um, but oh, come honestly, on. Anchor Anchor just is register, a really guys. Well, just register after, after you're registered. Then just go ahead and you know leave us a voice memo and then also a donation. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaf is registered, but on a different registry. <laughs> Zing, got him, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway find yeah you can leave us a voicemail which we will play on the show like i said we have a special one a little later so keep your ears out for that all right now that all that's out of the way we got tons of geek news to talk about this week shop we got shang chi and the legend of 10 rings to break down and discuss but before we do any of that we like to do what we call best friend catching up shop and i were best friends the bestest of friends, friends for several years. We talk every single day, be it iMessage, be it regular text message, be it a Discord chat, be it Voxer. But for the sake of the podcast, 
there are some things we keep to ourselves that we want to tell each other on the podcast. Or if we don't have anything good to say, we just tell each other anyway and pretend like we didn't already know it. So, Shaf, I don't know which category you're falling into this week, but tell me, how's your week been, buddy? Oof. Well, my week has actually been really, really busy. Um, I put in my notice at my current job. Oh, that's right. And uh, and and I, I've secured another job uh, to start right after this one ends, and it's just going to be a, a way better opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but so this week, in my final two weeks, this is the first of the two-week notice, um, they've had me really busy, which is really kind of funny, like the final two weeks of work, and I'm working probably more than I normally would. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. Right, yeah. But so I'm training someone right now, so... Um, I are you trained... gonna? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Are you gonna train no. this person to do it all wrong because you're on the outs? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm too uh, I'm too honest and true. Like I, I'm a I'm a good employee, and I really do want to leave the place better than I found it. And it and if I'm if I'm like assigned to be training somebody, then I feel like a personal responsibility to make them great. So. Okay. All right. Um, so That's I why I'm so I good at podcasts. Sabotage. Yeah, I won't sabotage their success mm-hmm. um, at all. Um, but so I've been training. So I've been really, really busy with that. But at the same time, um, Emily, my 14 month old, is in the midst of of her molars coming in. Oh, oh, oh my, my god! Gosh, mine um, are still coming in. Oh, it's <laughs> the worst. I will tell you that there is. I've never heard a shrieking like crying, wailing sound out of her like she has done. Um, I think it was yesterday. Uh, and and it was just awful. It was heartbreaking to, to hear because there's nothing you can really do um, other than, you know, we've got the teething tabs. We've, we're giving her those plenty. You try to offer her a teether, but she's just like inconsolable. Um, you try uh, breastfeeding because sometimes that works, but she's just, she's so upset uh, by everything. She's not really focused. And uh, we finally, uh, we ended up getting her some, like, baby Motrin, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and that seemed to help, thankfully. But she was having a real rough go of it, and it was nearly impossible for me to do any work during that time because there's no way I could focus on work when I'm hearing my baby in the background just having an awful time. So. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this past week has been um, a little bit of a challenge with that. Um, but today was payday yeah. and, uh, wonder Rob, I made a couple of purchases today and I, I wanted to share them with you. Secret with purchases. Deep. Oh, I love secret purchases. <laughs> okay. So, um, this is, uh, we're recording this by the way, folks on September 3rd, Friday, September 3rd, uh, two days ago, officially Lego put out the new Marvel minifigure set. It's a set of 12 and they're all uh, minifigures inspired by and based on the characters that are featured in the What If um, Disney Plus show as well as the other Disney Plus shows. So WandaVision, Loki, Mm -hmm. and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. So um, it's a set of 12 and there's a ton of great figures in this bunch. And uh, I've had my eye on this, but... Up until today, funds were pretty dang tight. So I was just kind of like holding off until today. But I found it on eBay, and I don't even have to go through uh, buying a bunch of blind bags and hopefully getting the 12. I just went on eBay, and I ordered the set of 12. It's going to be arriving um, late October. 
Oh, uh, nice. And, and so I'll have the, the full set. So I'm really looking forward to that because um, I know you know Wonder Rob and some of our fellow geeks who follow our Instagram page and have been with us a while know that every year for Christmas, I always put together a Lego Winter Village. Yes. And I am looking forward to getting these figures to add to the population of this Winter Village. So yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm going to try and do some cool like vignettes uh, of having them like you know, amongst the town and, and doing things that might be like in character for them or in the episodes or something like that. I'm, I'm going to try to really like do it up. So it, it should I love be it. I love um, it. Keeping things in, in Lego. I also picked up, and this is a set that was on back order. Um, it, it had been sold out for quite some time and it came out, I think about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that, but it's the bro Thor, Lego set. It's the one where basically like it's inside Thor's house in oh, yeah. Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like pizza all over the place and the, the place is just a mess and they're all playing video games, him and Korg and Meek and Meek. And um, <laughs> the set is so cool. It's so, it's a tiny little set, but it's got so much detail and it's got three minifigures that, I mean, are excellent. I mean, uh, bro Thor um, with his big old gut hanging out. You got a Korg <laughs> figure. I mean, I've always wanted a Korg minifig, so this is fantastic. And then Meek is even there. He's kind of a unique character. He's got like a minifig head and then a couple of little Lego studs to represent like his body because he's so tiny. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a really cool set, and it finally became available. It's super affordable. It's like, I think, like 30 bucks, which for a Lego set is low. Um and I think that should arrive maybe in the next couple of weeks or so. But uh, I didn't go crazy on the Lego side. The the Tumblr just came out. The the uh, Dark Knight <gasps> Tumblr just came out. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to uh, refrain from now because that's over two hundred bucks, and I just I, I can't do that right now. So <laughs> that's like you just think about it. It's like every time I see the Lego Nintendo set at the Lego store, I'm like, one day it will be mine. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great build. It is a great build. So anyway, so uh, I was, uh, I was like my own little like treat to, uh, first of all, making it through the week, but also, uh, you know, in sort of celebrating the new job. So that was kind of how I, I, I of course, yeah. as you should. Yeah. So that's been, uh, that's been my week. It's been pretty, pretty good. Uh, played a little bit of Fortnite this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk more about that in a moment during the geek news segment. We've got a, a Fortnite article to talk about and uh but yeah that's that's been my week wonder rob how about you wow i've had a lot a lot's been going on this week so i'm gonna see if i can't condense it all so i don't just go on and on and on (laughs) and make this an extra long episode uh this past weekend i went back home to arizona visited my mom took her uh, the boy so she could get some much needed quality time uh, while uh, me and my wife said, okay, bye. <laughs> and you, you watch him. Uh, so that was fun. That was fun. Not a lot of geeky stuff went on there, but we did go to this store. Um, it's an antique store in Mesa. No, Tempe that we like to visit anytime we go back. I think it's called one. What is old is new again. Is that what I believe it is? And it's like, it's the size of a target. But I don't, I'm sure you know how antique stores work. It's, you know, there's little booths and you rent out a booth and you just put all your junk in it and then oh, people yeah. buy it. Um, I was telling my wife, I said, so when I die, is there going to be a booth in one of these stores just full of Funkos and Ninja Turtles and stuff? And she said, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with it? Um, you give it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, give it to shop. 
So there's always one booth in there that I really like visiting. Whoever this person is just collects all the stuff that I would want. It's full of comic books. It's full of old magazines uh, and trading cards. And he always has boxes of trading cards. And the last time I was there, he had a box of Xena Warrior Princess trading cards. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, you know how it would be. It'd be a box and it'd have like the pack of eight cards sealed. And, you know, you would just buy like a pack for, I don't know, like a buck or whatever. But he had the whole box. So I scooped that up. And then I went there this time. He had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie, a box of those cards. And I said, gimme, gimme, gimme. So this is like an unopened box of cards? Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. Uh it's way over there. I was trying. I was seeing if I can grab it to show you, but you'll just have to use your imagination. But yeah, it's a box of unopened Ninja Turtles cards, so all the little packs. Um, believe it or not, I actually already have a full set of those cards from when I was a kid. I was given that as a gift by my mom's friend Joyce uh, when, like, nineteen ninety or whenever that movie came out. But my mom's friend took the liberty of buying these packs. Collecting every single one and putting them into a folder. And she gave it to me. And I still have it. It's in this house right now. But I saw these and I was like, oh, this would look good. This would look good on my shelf. Uh, Or I'm just going to open them and I'm going to redo the collection. Who knows? (laughs) But I I did scoop that up. Um, When we came back home, my son, who is uh, almost three. He'll be three in November. At the end of November, I mean. He... He hit me with a little bit of a surprise this week. Shaf. Something I was not expecting. Something something I've been trying to trying to get him into, but he he just w- he wouldn't get into it, right? He's into like cocoa melon. He's into like brain candy TV. If it's a if it's a show about the ABCs or the one, two, threes, or fire trucks, or excavators. That's that's his shit. <laughs> like, he's like, this is speaking to me, and he's into it, right? And every once in a while, I'll show him something new. I'll show him the Aquabats, and he'll go, "No, Dad." Like, okay, fine. All right. Do you want to watch? <laughs> do you want to watch uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? No, Dad. <laughs> fire. He, he, what he when he wants to watch police cars, he goes police cars, or he'll go fire truck rescue. That's what that's what he wants, but. The other day, I don't know where this came from because I've tried to get him to watch this and he just he just didn't want to. And so I sort of stopped. I pulled back a little bit. But the other day, we it was time for TV. He's a good boy all day. I said, OK, we'll watch a little bit of TV before bed. Sat him down. What do you want to watch? He looks at me and you know what he says, Shaf? He says, spy my man. <gasps> and I said, what? What'd you say? He goes, spy my man. And I said, <laughs> spider-man and he goes okay and i was like oh (laughs) oh my heart just bounced out of my chest and so i pulled up just videos of spider-man swinging like (laughs) montages of spider-man swinging and he's just glued to it and he has a big spider-man stuffed doll that he's into now he's like spider-man every time i ask him what toy he wants to sleep with. that's that's adorable Um, i love it but so I was, I was saying, well, there's got to be more to this than just Spider-Man swinging videos. Let me see if there's anything like I, I put on like Spider-Man and his, um, uh, and his, Spider-Man and his Super Friends, I think is what it's called, or the amazing, uh, the the '90s Spider-Man show. Those are a little <laughs> too violent, a little too not like 
made for toddlers yeah. for him. Yeah. So he'll watch it for like a second, but then he goes, no. But when I'm searching around for these shows, turns out, Shaf, Disney just put out a brand new show called Spidey and His Amazing Friends. And it's it's a toddler show or a young child show of Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy, and Miles Morales swinging around the city. They have big round heads, little tiny bodies. Think Coco Melon, but if it was Spider-Man. Or uh, like Paw Patrol, but if it was oh, okay, so so Gwen Stacy then shows some bra strap and, <laughs> and her outfit is skin tight, and you can see like where her where her panties are. Exactly, I said okay. I cover up my boy's eyes. Don't look, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's like pop, like a Paw Patrol or like Bubble Guppies, <clears throat> like I said that that type of show. But it's it's Spider Man, and it's got like I said Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy. And he's addicted to this show. Like, I'll put it on, and he just does not move. And he'll watch it from top to bottom. I'm like, this is great. Thank you, TV. The best babysitter <laughs> there is. But now he's... Is it a good show? Like, you've watched it. So it's cute. So is it a decent show? I mean, it's cute. For I mean, it's a children's show. It's made for young, young, young kids. Um, but it's one of these things where they'll... Uh, Miles Morales isn't called Spider-Man. He call, he's called Spin in this and Gwen Stacy isn't um Spider Gwen she's called Ghost Spider okay that's another name for her that I know of I've never heard of Spin though well he's like what should we call each other because they keep calling each other Spider-Man and they're like how about name it after my move the Spin yeah that'll be your name how about you Spider-Man what we call you call me Spidey and so on and so on I can't stress enough. This is a show made for little kids, but <laughs> it's got like the rhino and he's like, I just stole all these gold coins. <laughs> and they take the gold coins back from rhino. And I was like, no fair. I stole those gold coins fair and square. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's really a children's show, but it's got other characters in it. It has black Panther, Hulk, um, Aunt May, uh, Miss Marvel. It's a, it's a cute little show for kids. So if you have a toddler, Check it out, and I recommend you, when when you're ready to start having your little ones start watching Spider-Man shows, start with Spidey and his amazing friends. Okay. Link, Link got sucked into it. Uh, <laughs> and the last thing I did was play a little game called Psychonauts 2. Shop. Psychonauts 2 came out on the Xbox Game Pass this past week. I'm only about three hours in, and I know I'm three hours in because I record everything I play for the YouTube page. And I have three episodes docked, and they're an hour each. So I've been <laughs> for three hours into the game. I had never played Psychonauts. Did you play Psychonauts, the first no. one? No. Neither did I. Um, around when that came out, like a decade ago, like platforming games, I, I like platforming games, but it wasn't like my my main genre that I would seek out. But now I'm, I'm older my tastes have expanded. I like pretty much every style of video game. So I've, I've gotten into Psychonauts too. Uh, Shaf was with me. You were with me during my first stream of that. I got to tell you, Shaf, this game's pretty fun. I'm only three hours in, but it's pretty so fun. When you, you're, after your first hour, you weren't really sold on it. So that means in the last, second two hours, it's really picked up and become a game that you are enjoying. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it was, it was more because the first hour was mainly like a tutorial. It was just throwing the everything in the kitchen sink at you like, hey, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. It's not so much an action platformer like Ratchet and Clank is. It's more like a platformer that also has action in it. Um, 
But it's really like the art style and the humor that I really like. Right now, the premise is you're Roz, you're this guy, and he's a junior psychonaut. And the psychonauts are these people who go into your mind and like solve crimes, figure things out. So all the levels, all the different levels are within people's minds. Um, so you're seeing a, a, a really varied sense of setting, bad guys that you're, you're having to fight, objectives. The art style is very interesting. It reminds, it's like a Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas-ish. Really does like, have that vibe. Yeah, it's very Corpse it. Bride. Yeah, yeah, Corpse Bride, that's a good one. Um, but right now the premise is, is that I'm since I'm a junior psychonaut, I'm an intern. The, the head of the psychonauts is a lady and she doesn't want me going on missions. And so I'm, I've hopped into her brain and I'm trying to change her mind on <laughs> let it, letting us do stuff. Uh, You're basically so it, doing Inception right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to title that video, Never Mess With a Woman's Mind, I think is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cute. Like I said, I'm only I'm only three hours into it, so I don't have a whole lot of time to give like a really thorough, in-depth review. That was my goal. I was trying to play as much of it as I really could this week, but time just got away from me because uh, we've got a lot of other things going on this week, but... Keep an eye out on the YouTube page, guys, because I'm going through Psychonauts right now, as well as 12 Minutes. I'm so close to solving that mystery shop. I thought I was going to solve it the other day, but no, I didn't. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I'm right at the end, plus a ton of other videos. Always a shout out to our YouTube page. Um, and the very last thing I'm going to talk about very Is this briefly, why the windows are open? Why, why I shut my window, yes. But the why oh, the window okay. was open, yes. Um uh, I told you last week, or maybe it was the week before, uh, I had to put away all my toys, all my collectibles, because we had to take pictures, because we're putting the house up. So the house went live today, and it was been live for like four hours now. So it went live towards the end of the day. Between it going live and between us starting, I've had two separate people come knock on the door asking to come look at the house. (laughs) asking to come into my house and look around people without appointments, people with their realtors because they just happened to be in the area looking at homes and they saw it because they put the little sign up yesterday and twice I had to be like, no, (laughs) why would I No, make an appointment? Like I just put my son to bed. I'm about to record uh, the number one geek news podcast in all of the Northern uh, hemisphere. So why would I, let you into my house right now. Um, Not to mention that, I mean, I would imagine photos were taken. They're up on the website. Like people could, you know, see you generally see. what the ha- yeah. house looks like. You can, way. but you need to make an appointment. Like you call you call the realtor, you go on Redfin or something like that. You schedule an appointment. They confirm with us. Is it okay if so-and-so comes at this time? That way it gives us a heads up. You know, okay, pick up a little bit. Because we are still living in this house after all. The house is pretty clean. But I like to keep a clean house anyway. But the house is pretty clean. But, you know, we might have to, like, pick up Link's toys or something like that uh, before people come in. So that's the whole point. Or if we have an open house, okay, people can come in and out. You know what I mean? But people just straight up knocking on my door asking to come in. So that's why I had the window open before we started because I was looking outside. I was Because people are driving by real slow looking. And I was like, oh, man, I wasn't expecting this kind of attention. I don't really know what I was expecting. But <laughs> people... <laughs> Strangers just trying to get in. So 
If you ever sell a house, Shaw, that you're currently living in, just be ready for that. Because <laughs> well, I was I not. Especially, especially for you, you know, being in Southern California, I mean, and housing market being what it is right now, I would not be surprised if you've got a lot of bites on this on this property. So we'll see. I think you're going you're to have no problem selling it for whatever price you want to sell it for. So. You sound just like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, then she uh, she must be pretty smart. <laughs> hey, and that's the reason I keep her around because I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right, moving on. Shaw, we don't just take the podcast to to catch up on each other. No, to catch up on each other. That's like when you lay down and I just get a ketchup bottle. <laughs> just catch up you. Sorry, I got some ketchup. <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> <laughs> We don't just we don't just do the podcast to catch up on each other's lives is what I meant. We also do the podcast to be corrected on the rare occasion we get a fact wrong or we don't know a fact off the top of our heads and we task our corrections department to correct that fact or or to tell us the fact in the next episode. So, we've got our list of corrections for last week's episode where we were discussing the brand new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Our corrections department lives and breathes to correct us. He loves it. This is this is all he all he has in his life. <laughs> Sorry, I mean he has a wife and, and a kid and a dog and a, you know his his production jobs and stuff like that. But aside from those things, this is all he has. So we're going to <laughs> we're going to give him his moment in the sun. So tell me, Shaf, what did the corrections department have to say about last week's episode? Okay. All right. So uh, last week's episode was about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We've yes. given our reaction to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, looks like, three items uh, related to either corrections or clarification. So here we go. Uh, during the opening banter, um, he d- it says you asked. So we'll just say one of us asked if making it to the toilet still constitutes as shatting yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh mark says if you make it to the correct place to make a deposit instead of just in your pants then no you did not shat yourself yeah that sounds about right i think i think that was my question i think i disputed the the term because i was saying that i was saying that as long as you were hovering over a toilet um that i mean you're still like you're shit i don't know never mind (laughs) go back and listen to that Previous episode, everybody, you tell us who was right and who was wrong on this. So geeky. Uh, Geek soda sheet podcast. <laughs> Geek soda spleek. Uh, when discussing Journey Smollett's, uh, or Smollett, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, Black Canary movie theaters, I... What? I think he, he typed something out wrong here. Um... Just read it as is, and we'll try to okay. decipher it. When discussing Journey Smollett's Black Canary movie theaters, I I got sidetracked and saw she played the same character in both Full House and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That was me. Yes, I I okay. saw she did. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think uh, I wanted to know if, if one was a spinoff of the other, if yes. I remember so correctly. It, that's what he's going to clarify. He said, you asked if uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper was a spinoff of Full House, and it turns out it is. In the first episode taped after the pilot, the Olsen twins reprised their shared role of Michelle Tanner in the Hanging with, with Michelle episode. Later in the first season, in a handful of episodes, Journey, as Michelle's friend Denise Frazier, did double duty on both Full House and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. On Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Denise served as one of Robin's music students. So. See, that doesn't sound like a spinoff to me. A spinoff would be like... like if they made a show about Joey from Friends, <laughs> like there wasn't hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, you're right, idiot! I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Um, when does the next season of that start? I've been missing out on that show. Um, Joey, <laughs> when's the next season of Joey start? I can't wait. How I think, how I are think you Matt doing? LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc is waiting to know the answer to that one too. <laughs> That still doesn't sound like a spinoff to me. That sounds like a shared universe show to me. Yeah, that that sounds right. Like I guess it just depends on what came first. If the character was first introduced on Full House and then introduced on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, then I guess. But if she wasn't a prominent enough character to earn a spinoff, then it doesn't really seem like a spinoff. I'm with you. Let me. I'm just going to hit you with the shared universe fact from the 90s to 2000. Uh, Seinfeld... Friends, and Mad About You are a shared universe. How you ask, I'm going to tell you. Helen Hunt and her friend from Mad About You were on the couch in Friends. Kramer, or excuse me, not Kramer. uh, Of course, now I was going to hit you with the facts and I just had a brain fart. Kramer was on Mad About You. Kramer was on Mad About You. Helen Hunt and them were on Friends. There you go. Also, Phoebe's sister uh, is on Mad About You. That's true. That is true. I I do know about Ursula being on on Mad About You. Feel free to double check those facts. Corrections department, just to clarify, because I thought I had it off the top of my head. And I think I'm pretty sure I got that right. But next week's episode, I want to hear the I want to hear the the clarification about Mad About You, Friends, and Seinfeld being a shared universe. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: those characters have appeared on each other's shows. They're definitely a shared universe. But there's also an episode of Seinfeld, Schaff, where George wants to break up with his fiance Susan, and at the end of the episode, or during the episode. Susan's like George, calling from the bedroom. George, get ready. It's time to watch Mad About You. <laughs> and then the uh, the credits is George sitting in bed with Susan with the Mad About You theme song playing over them and George just looking miserable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's like, I don't know. I don't know. Is Mad About You a separate show in the Mad About You Seinfeld Friends universe? It's tough to say. Wow. To say. Blowing my mind right now. Well, you know what? I, I watched a <laughs> lot of sitcoms back in the day. Okay. Let's get back to it. What other corrections does the corrections from and have? Uh, there's only one more. Uh, it says, when talking about the Flash five-episode season eight opener event, Schaff stated it was now the longest-running DC show. And I am wrong. Oh, Smallville it, it, still stands Smallville. as the longest-running DC superhero show with 10 seasons. And the Arrowverse shows, Arrow made it to eight seasons as well. So well, right now it'll soon be. 
Yes. The longest running show. All right. All right. Good on you, Corrections Department. Doing your job. That's what we pay you for. Excellent. <clears throat> now, the Corrections Department just doesn't like to correct us. We said that's the only thing aside from his wife, his kids, his family, and his job and his hobbies that he lives for. And he his also dog. And his dog. <laughs> his brand new dog. He also lives for his recurring segment on Geek, so to speak, called In Review with the Corrections Department. Take it away, Mark. Greetings and salutations, my friends, and welcome back to another In Review with the Corrections Department. This week, I'm going to get into something I'm very passionate about, something that you may say that I have a fascination for, animation. The two things that I'm recommending and reviewing this week are the Shout Factory and Leica release of the films Coraline and the Box Trolls that just were released on August 31st in Leica Studios Editions versions of the films. The first film Coraline, which is actually celebrating its 15th anniversary this year, was directed by Henry Selleck, who also directed The Nightmare Before Christmas for Disney. It's based upon the short novella of the same name by Neil Gaiman, and was it was the first film that Leica put out it was actually the first stop-motion film that was ever conceived and photographed in stereoscopic 3D. Uh, the film is really cool, uh, and, and I really enjoyed the, the animation that was done for it. It's really beautiful, and if you ever were lucky enough to get to see it in 3D, that was breathtaking as well. And then the next film is The Box Trolls, which was released in 2014, and is based on Alan Snow's book, Here Be Monsters. Uh, that film featured several new features of like invented filmmaking that included designing collapsible armatures so that the box trolls could pop in and out of their boxes in the movie. The films on these releases also have plenty of new bonus features which have a lot of behind the scenes animation test footage, uh, feature length storyboards, and then something that I really like are inside Leica interviews with the studio's animation team. So with that, I would recommend these Blu-ray releases to anybody that's a big fan of Leica Studios or animation or just movies in general. Uh, but with that, I'll send you guys back to Shoff and Wonder Rob. Alright, so Mark coming in hot with his reviews of Coraline and Box Trolls. Have you seen these flicks, uh, I have not seen Box Trolls, but I, I did see Coraline when it first came out. Not in theaters, but like once it was available to like to rent, I rented it, and I was sufficiently scared and and uh, horrified by this movie. This movie is you were scared. This movie is freaky. This movie is is disturbing and demented, and I I know I had nightmares after watching Coraline. Interesting. I never watched Coraline only because I didn't want to because. <laughs> At the time when Coraline came out, I had a girl I was dating who became obsessed with it. She's she's one of these girls. She's she's a quirky girl, um, and she she just became obsessed with it to a point where I was like, I don't want to watch it <laughs> because she was obsessed with the movie Donnie Darko. She wouldn't stop talking about Donnie Darko, the movie Donnie Darko. <laughs> I had never seen Donnie Darko. 
And finally, she convinced me to sit down and watch Donnie Darko. And I'm here to tell you, Shav, I did not like Donnie Darko. And she told me that I just didn't get it. Or, <laughs> that is uh, something someone who likes Donnie Darko would say to someone who doesn't like Donnie Darko. That I did not understand the movie. And I said, oh, I understand it. It's a bad movie. A stupid movie. No, I have uh, to yeah, disagree I said with it. you there, Wonder Rob. If you watch well, the director's uh, cut, it's a really good movie. Oh, the director's cut, like the director's cut of Daredevil, where Coolio gets an extended cut. Is Coolio in the extended Donnie Darko? He's in every extended movie. Okay, good. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Um, so she hyped up Donnie Darko so much that the way she hyped up Coraline, I was like, I'm not going to watch this, and I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> have, I met, so I never, have I met this ex? No, 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 no. This was uh, well, well before you and I. Oh, damn. Uh, okay. Became friends like, like two, two or three years. Okay. Before, um, and the box trolls. I'm just not familiar with that at all. Uh, but I personally do not have a fascination for animation like our corrections department does. So shout out to our corrections department for being uh, the one with his finger on the pulse of everything animation. We appreciate it because somebody's got to do it around here. All right. So let's take a quick break, Shaw. We're going to hear from our... Oh, 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 oh. You didn't let me... You didn't let me finish. Okay. Let me finish my sentence. Let me finish my sentence. Let me start over. Get back into the headspace I was in. Let's take a quick break, Shaw, and hear from our anchor voicemail. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Shop, you can't prove I wasn't going to say that. We have a very special voicemail from a very special anchor listener. Do you want to... Is that enough hype for it? Or let's just cut to it. Let's cut to it in three, two, one. Okay. All right. All right. Love the articulate but funny corrections department. Let's hear more from him. Uh, we appreciate the voicemail. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we agree. The corrections department is very articulate. Um, uh, and also, if you'll notice, other- uh, normally we only give him 90 seconds, and he took more than 90 seconds uh, for this episode. So y- your uh, wish was answered. We gave him, yeah. we gave him more, more time. <laughs> He's growing on us. He's going, it's like a boil, you know, he's like a boil that just grows and grows and grows. And before you know it, it's too big. You can't get rid of it. And that's what's happening. We love him. You love him. In all sincerity, though, thank you for the voicemail, even though uh, it had nothing to do with us. But I keep digging myself into a hole. We're a family. We're a geek, so to speak, family. It's Wonder Rob and Shaw for the host. We got the corrections department and we got Vactor, the tractor. So it's all good. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, now, Shav, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. And then when we get back, it's going to be time for some geek news. We'll be right back. Geek news! Nude news. Nude news. Okay, it's time to break into some of this hot and fresh geek news, Shaf. As is tradition around here, whoever is hosting a particular episode, me in this instance, likes to give the the honor, the privilege, the right of reading out the first geek news story to the co-host, which is you, Shaf. So tell me, 
what's been going on this week in geek news. Ooh, thank you, Wonder Rob. I appreciate this. Very nice of you to give me the first dibs. Oh, um, I'll give it to you, all right. <laughs> give it to me real good. Real good. <laughs> um, first thing we're going to talk about is some movie news. So specifically, all right. uh, this news comes from Deadline, and um, it's, it's an exclusive. So Disney <gasps> is actually going to be reviving a cult classic favorite. Uh, oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Cult classic favorite from Disney... I know what it is. Warriors, <laughs> come out to play it. Because they own that studio now probably, right? Warriors, <laughs> I don't know. come out to play Fun fact. Right? Fun fact, Wonder Rob. The guy who played like the lead in Warriors, uh, the, the white guy um, with the long, uh, long hair, he also played the yeah. lead in Xanadu uh, with the character of Sonny Malone. And uh-huh. the first show that you saw me in was Xanadu when I played Sonny Malone. So there you go. That's true. <laughs> That's all true. That's a little geek, so to speak, trivia for you, just in case you're ever on Jeopardy, you guys, and it comes up. <laughs> that's that's how we met or how how i first laid eyes on chop and i said i said to the girl that i was dating at the time i i i poked her in the ribs with my elbow poked her real good and i said see that guy up there i'm gonna be best friends with him <laughs> and then she said shh then i broke up with her yeah right then and there it was a <laughs> right whole big there. scene he couldn't even wait till intermission. <laughs> it's true. I stopped the show and everything. They had to start the whole show over. Shaf was real mad at me. He didn't know me, though. No. <laughs> he didn't recognize me uh, when I met him later. I had a mustache. <laughs> but I would have agreed with him. Get rid of that girl. So <laughs> Yeah. Girls are stupid. <laughs> but anyways, the actual cult classic is not uh, the Warriors, but in fact is the Rocketeer Wonder Rob. The oh, Rocketeer. Did right, you? right, 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 right. Now, right. I mean, I feel like The Rocketeer is a movie that most kids uh, or most people our age saw as kids. Am I right in thinking that you've seen this movie? Well, oh boy, here's the thing. Uh-oh. Here's the Uh-oh. here's the thing, Shaf. I have seen this movie on the shelves of Hollywood Video oh, no. when I worked at Hollywood Video. <laughs> um, I I'm. I'm almost positive I've seen it as a child, but do I remember it? That's a whole other story, but I'm, I'm positive I've seen it. I'm positive it was within the rotation, but it's definitely not one that stuck with me, but I know a lot of people got to have a soft spot for this movie. Do, um, okay. So if maybe if you don't remember it, I understand, but maybe you'll remember, it'll jog your memory about, uh, Howard Hughes being in, okay. hit, uh, obviously an actor playing Howard Hughes, uh, was in this movie, and the actor is none other than the guy who played Locke, John Locke on Lost. What? Going to Google right now. I want to say his name is Terry O'Quinn or something like Terry that. Terry O'Quinn, yeah, yeah, you got it. Locke. Images, please. This is not what I want. <laughs> I should have. I should have said Howard Hughes. Terry O'Quinn instead of Locke. Because <laughs> it did not give me what I asked for. Give me what I want. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It is him. Totally. Look, he's smiling and he has an orange peel in his mouth and everything. Yep. yep. Orange peel. <laughs> oh, wow. 
It's <laughs> a deep cut lost reference yeah, for you guys. Exactly. Um, but anyways, I loved that movie growing up. My brother and I would watch that movie anytime it was on the Disney channel. Um, <clears throat> I, I've, I've seen it so many times. I don't own it and I haven't seen it in years, but if it's on Disney plus, I don't know if it is, but if it is, I, I want to watch that this weekend. Like it's such a, it's such a fun movie and it, it's such a classically done movie. It's a period piece. Uh, obviously there's like Nazis and junk in it. Like it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> Nazis and junk. <laughs> Let's get Nazis and junk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fun stuff. Um, but anyways, the Rocketeer. Wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me I'm not allowed to, to watch it. Tell me I'm not allowed to watch the Rocketeer. When Rob, I hate to do this to you, but you are not allowed to watch Rocketeer. No one tells me what I can't do. <laughs> Ever <laughs> walked welcome. right into that one. Uh, that was another walked walked uh-huh, right into it. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he's because he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was another lost joke for you guys. I'm positive I woke up my son. Positive I woke up my son doing that. <laughs> Worth it. Worth you know it. how many times he's woken me up in the middle of the night? Yeah. Payback, bitch. Even, even Steven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So Disney Plus is going to be debuting um, a return, a revival of The Rocketeer with a movie called The Return of The Rocketeer. And David and Jessica Oilowo. Okay. That's not probably how it's pronounced, but we're going with it, um, are producing under their Yoruba Saxon banner. The project, written by Ed Rykort, will also be a starring project for the Selma actor. Um, David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. <laughs> David Oyelowo. <laughs> Anyways, um, I would love... I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. It's going to happen. Uh, the original movie, The Rocketeer, came out in 1991, uh, directed by John uh, Joe Johnston and adapted from a Davis Stevens graphic novel. I didn't realize that. Oh, my gosh. So Rocketeer is based on a graphic novel. I got to pick up that graphic novel then, basically. Uh, Vactor, where were you on that one? Come on. Oh, typical. <laughs> typical Vactor. <laughs> um, the movie made close to $47 million at the domestic box office became a fan fave for the studio basically a young pilot stumbles upon a prototype jet pack that allows him to become a high-flying masked hero it's basically iron man before iron man um which is great um the return of the rocketeer however is going to have an all-new creative directive and uh, the story is going to focus on a retired tuskegee airman who takes up the rocketeer mantle to me that sounds like a fantastic idea um so I'm really, 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 really excited about this movie. All right. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Excellent. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but only because I have an obligation uh, because I host a Geek News podcast. Maybe we'll do a Geek Movie Pleasure, Shav. For the Rocketeer, do you think the the Rocketeer would hold up as a geek movie pleasure or a geek movie torture? It's definitely not torture. It definitely would be a pleasure. All right. Well, if there's one thing I like, it's to pleasure myself. So I'll go ahead <laughs> and keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I got some news for you. A little bit of controversy out there. Are you familiar with the movie called 
WW 1984, or as the layperson calls it, Wonder Woman 1984. Are you? Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this, Kev? I did see this. I saw this. I uh, was not impressed by this. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 impression of Jay Leno to me sounds like King Candy from Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> uh, you're uh, not allowed to race on my track. It's gonna be a great race. <laughs> <laughs> You need a gold coin to enter. You have no gold coins. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) add that to your repertoire. Put that on your Fiverr account. Who needs a King Candy impression? I was going to say, should I say that I do a really good King Candy or should I say that I do a really bad? (laughs) Put it both. Like really great, really great King Candy or a really bad Jay Leno, depending on what you're asking for. <laughs> I'm looking for a very bad Jay Leno impression. Oh, I'm your guy. Well, if I'm I got guy. a man for you, <laughs> I know who to, who to call. All right. So <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984, Patty Jenkins, that's the director of that movie. She has criticized films, shop that are be- being released via streaming services. She called them fake shop. This uh, The 50-year-old expressed her thoughts about the future of the big screen during a CinemaCon panel. She said, and, and again, in regards to movies that are being released on streaming, she said, aren't you seeing it? All of the films that streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry. They look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness. I don't think Wonder Woman 1984 plays the same on streaming ever. I'm not a fan of day and date, and I hope to avoid it forever. Which is really funny to me because last I checked, Shoff, Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't a legendary movie. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, she also stated that she would never make movies for Netflix, Shoff. Uh, however, she likes to, quote, work with the streaming platform for television. She said, I wouldn't make a movie there or on any streaming service with those terms. It's hard to market a movie when it has a limited run. Hey, maybe maybe talk to Adam Sandler, okay? Uh, we're getting Grown Ups 7, all right? Seems like it's going to be pretty good, pretty lucrative, okay? <laughs> but anyway, Patty Jenkins, shots fired. What do you think, Sean? Well, first of all, I think for someone in Hollywood to be so like, I don't know. Personally, I think you should never say never, right? Like you don't know what the future is going to hold. Like what if she can't get work for anything else but Netflix? And then she, then Netflix is like, uh, sorry, you said you never wanted to work with us. And he badmouthed us and said that, you know, we're crap and we make fake movies. Uh, no, we're not going to do it. Like, it's a really bad idea for somebody working in Hollywood to shun a possible production house. <laughs> that would yeah. be, and especially if she says that she's still willing to work with them in a TV capacity, it's like, why would Netflix want to? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's already, she's, she's just like a sour, uh, she's, she's missed sour grapes because Wonder Woman 1984 didn't do great. Um, and it had to release on HBO Max, and uh, uh, and you know, and and that was that. Like it was, but it was a pandemic movie, and they didn't have a choice. And you know, and so she's taking it out on these streaming services that are doing really well and thriving in an environment like this. And that's where it's coming from. It's totally motivated by the wrong stuff. And my next story is going to prove her wrong, basically, uh, for how right, she feels about Netflix. 
Prove her wrong, Shaf. Not friend of the show, Patty Jenkins. Prove her wrong. <laughs> okay, so this news uh, technically came out on August 28th. Uh, 828, which is a, a very important number to remember because it is okay. the uh, flight number of the airplane that disappeared and came back in the hit TV show Manifest. So, well, I see what they're doing. There's a lot, there's a lot of lost references going on. <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like Lost Shop. <laughs> it does, it does. Um, I personally do watch Manifest. And um, I have to say, it is an excellent show. And uh, this past but third season, is it is it better than Lost? No, it's not better than Lost. All right, no. all right, continue. Few things are better than Lost, but um, in terms of TV, but Manifest is really, really good. Um, and this third season really kicked things up a notch. And I'm not going to go into any kind of spoilers for it, but I will say this much: is NBC decided to cancel. Um, uh, manifest after the end of its third season and third season ended on a crazy cliffhanger that did not resolve anything for any of the characters. And <laughs> it was honestly a really, um, well received show. A lot of people watched it. It was very popular. And as soon as it was canceled, um, the, uh, streaming services, specifically Netflix, which is, uh, contracted to have the seasons available for to watch, it quickly kind of shot up in the rankings and Netflix was in the top 10 for a very, very long time. It is considered to be one of like the most popular shows, um, on Netflix because no people can just, you know, stream it and watch it and binge it. And it's a great show for binging because it's, um, heavy into like the the series arcs and the mysteries and the mythologies and everything is like um, it makes you want to watch the next episode. So it's a really good show for that kind of a service. Um, and for for the longest time uh, after it was canceled, everyone was like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to move to Netflix? Is it going to get picked up by Netflix? Is it going to be picked up by another network? Will they get a fourth season? Are we just going to be left hanging, not knowing? Or are they going to do something like the, the TV show Timeless, another show that NBC canceled prematurely, uh, where they got like a special um, like TV movie to sort of wrap things up. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the the actors, actresses on the show, as well as the uh, showrunner and director, uh, Jeff Rake, uh, he's the creator of the show. They've all been very active on social media, trying to encourage people to watch it on Netflix and build a following and, and try and see about getting this thing picked up for a fourth season. And as of 828, the uh, Manifest show was saved. So, uh, oh. so we are going to get a fourth season. It's going to be a supersized 20 episode season. It's going to be split into multiple parts. And, of course. um, I think each episode is going to be like basically an hour long, which is great because there's no commercials on Netflix to worry about. Um, so you'll get, you know, a lot more content within, uh, the show itself. Uh, they do definitely hope to get as many of the cast back. Um, but it looks like uh, Josh Dallas, who plays one of the main characters, Melissa Roxburgh, one of the main characters, they're both definitely coming back. So it's it's very exciting for a Manifest fan that we're going to get a chance to a fanifest, if you will, um, <laughs> uh, that, that we're going to get to see sort of a conclusion because they said they are going to wrap up the story, which is great. Um, I mean, how many shows 
I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Wonder Rob that you've watched over the years that maybe mm-hmm. ended prematurely and didn't get a proper send off. Like they didn't get the series finale that really like solidified things or made you feel like at peace with what you had watched. I know of tons of shows. I mean, think of all the Joss Whedon yeah. shows that got canceled way before they were supposed to be canceled. Firefly. Before he got canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got him. That's where- <laughs> Firefly being one of them. Um, uh, definitely there's, there's plenty of shows out there. And so I'm yeah. uh, weird science <laughs> canceled without a proper conclusion. <laughs> Bring them back. What if they revived weird science now? Yeah. I would love friends, it. Vanessa angels, like a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to know what's going on. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm really excited and this is proof. I mean, it's proof that a streaming service has the capacity to really um, bring the people to watch something. And if uh, if she wasn't so butthurt, Patty Jenkins could recognize <laughs> uh, that, you know, the streaming service has a benefit to the the theaters. People don't want to go into theaters. People are weird in theaters. It's, it's, it's all about being at home on your couch and being comfortable now. I mean, people are just homebodies now as a result of COVID, and it's a good thing. So, yeah. If she wasn't so butthurt, <laughs> if she wasn't so anally anguished, <laughs> if she wasn't so derriere destroyed. Oh, wow. That's a new one that I just made up off the top of my head. Feel free to use that, everybody. Derriere destroyed. What do you, derriere destroyed? It takes destroyed? the same amount of time as it does to say butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh sorry everybody <laughs> the, the best jokes when you have a you almost vomit at a joke you made those are the best ones <laughs> all right L- moving on let me let me it's only fitting that i take this next story shaft seeing as i am the bigger star trek fan <laughs> on the podcast that's debatable i know i know everything about po- oh that's debatable oh okay Fine. Hit me. Ask me a question. Any question, Star Trek trivia. Hit me with it right now. Okay. What is uh, Kirk's middle name? Uh, Steven, but with a PH. <laughs> and Dodoy, I thought these questions were going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Star Trek Picard Season 2, Shaf. Man, I just rolled you. How does it feel to be burned? Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even tell Star- you you were right. Because <laughs> we all know I'm right. You, you, you didn't tell me I was right because I shut you down hard. You didn't have a comeback. Fellow geeks, <laughs> his middle name is Tiberius. No, 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 no. Shaf, don't lie to these people. All these true geeks know that his, <laughs> his middle name is Steven with a PH. Okay. Anyway. Fifid. <laughs> Star Trek Picard season two has ended any worshing as the Borg Queen Shaf, the old adversary, Jean Luc's old adversary, the Borg Queen. This is coming from Variety Shaf. They confirmed that any worshing again, I may or may not be saying her name right, but we do not correct pronunciations anymore on this podcast. She will be playing the Borg Queen in the second season of the show. Uh, she will be the third actress to take on the role after. Alice Kriege, Krieg, Krieg played the leader of the Borg Collective in the film Star Trek colon First Contact and in Star Trek Voyager series finale. Uh, Susanna Thompson also played the character in multiple episodes of Voyager. Are you are you pumped, Shaf? Are you pumped that we're getting the Borg Queen? 
so, in Picard. Also, Q. Q and the Bork Queen. Oh, my God. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, Maybe they'll kiss. <laughs> not to mention that uh, I know that she's going to be looking like a snack as Borg Queen. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, I'm of the camp that even in First Contact, as, as kind of gross as Borg Queen was... I'm not going to deny that there were uh, there were some electrical sparks happening in my uh, undercarriage. <laughs> I got to look this I got to look this up. I got to see what was was uh, revving your motor. She was uh she was pretty sexy. And uh and I got to say uh for anybody that knows uh Ann, uh Annie Wershing uh she's very attractive. Very very attractive. So oh I can my only God, imagine look at this board queen. As a Borg queen, hey, hey, hey. you're like there. There's this picture of the Borg queen where she's hanging. She's hanging from like two tubes on her shoulders, and she doesn't have any arms. Her torso is ripped just above her boobies, and it's just a spine hanging down. Uh, but she's still got a mouth shut. Apparently, uh, still, apparently, she can you, still take you, care of your business. If you want to see Annie's butt, uh, go ahead and check out uh, the first, the second episode from the first season of Bosch. 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 I do not know what this is. Bosch home. Bosch. Bosch Broish is available now. Perfect for making proper burgers. I don't think this is what you think it is, Shaw. Bosch Clafis. <laughs> crispy chili tofu. Epic lasagna. Sticky shiitake mushrooms. Creamy mac and greens. I went to Bosch.tv. B-O-S-H. Is this right? Nope. I don't think it is, Shaw. Nope, it's not right. <laughs> Unless you're into some stuff that I don't know about. But hey, to each their own. Uh, some people use food to spice things up, Shaw. It's all good. It's all good, buddy. I'm not here to judge. I'm only here to make fun of you. That's all. <laughs> Got him. I'm getting everybody on this episode. All right. Let's move on. What else is going on in Geek News Shop? Oh, well, let me tell you. Did I catch you off guard? No, Sorry, no, no. Shop. I was still looking at I was still looking at pictures. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> so uh, there is a game that I'm currently playing uh, and we're and streaming and it's available on YouTube to watch uh, watch my streams um, for Fortnite. I got back into my Fortnite phase. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm very deep into a Fortnite phase. Uh, but it, you know what makes Fortnite more fun is playing with friends and. Uh, Oh, yes, and yes, yes. Uh, Vactor of Vactor Loves Comics, our newest segment. Um, he is a big Fortnite uh, player as well. And our friend of the show, Songer, uh, plays. And also our corrections department plays. And his son plays. And um, from time to time, I'll get as many or all of them together. Uh, and we'll, we'll do some, we'll squad up and we'll play some Fortnite. But uh, that's neither here nor there because I promise you this. On Sunday, September 12th, mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. Pacific time and 4 p.m. Okay. Eastern time, I mm. will be streaming Fortnite <gasps> because... Why is that? Fortnite is ending its Chapter 2 Season 7 Invasion event with a grand what? finale called Operation Skyfire. Uh, that means I got to change the thumbnails to your YouTube videos. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> now, this is going to be a live one-time event with no replays. 
okay. so it, it's, I mean, if you want to be a part of it, you've got to be logged on and ready to play at those times. And what's going to happen is, this is what I want for any of our fellow geeks that are big Fortnite fans, um, and maybe those that don't know, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 7 began with an alien invasion. So players were tasked by a character by the name of Dr. Sloan to fight back this alien invasion along with uh, this group called the Imagined Order. They're called the IO. They're basically kind of like a government agency of sorts. Uh, so you're going to infiltrate this uh, this mothership in a final mission. So it's it's going to be pretty epic. So here's the thing. Um, There's going to be an event playlist that's going to be available 30 minutes before the event starts. So you'll need to queue in for a spot on the 16 person team. So it's not like your typical teams of four, three, two, or by yourself. You're going to be in a group of 16 and um, uh, Epic is actually recommending that you record your game because it's not going to happen again. They also recommend that you finish up your quests in season seven because uh, as it ends, there's not going to be any more opportunities for those quests to earn XP and uh, battle pass points and all that stuff. So um, that is that. Now, I don't know much more about this. They've been kind of tight lipped, but it's supposed to be pretty cool. And, and, one thing I always look forward to is the end of seasons because they always do something really big in the game. And it's usually something that happens. Everybody's privy to people stop firing at each other and they're just focused on what's happening around them. It's a really cool site. So um, I will definitely be streaming it and you can either tune into the, the Twitch stream as it happens live, or I'll make sure that it gets up on our YouTube page and uh, I'll try to get as many of uh, our show buddies as I can to join in on the action. So and I'll be there, too, in the chat. Yes. Because I don't play Fortnite, but I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> in spirit is what I'll be. Okay, I got one more geek news story before we move on to our main talking point this week, which is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <clears throat> so, oh, I accidentally pulled up the Fortnite story. <laughs> I was about to start reading. Let me tell you more about Fortnite, Shaf. I'm going to reread this story. No, no, I'm going to talk to you about your PlayStation 5. I've got one of the first-run PlayStation 5s. Shaf has got one of the first-run PlayStation 5s. Our corrections department has one of the first-run PlayStations 5. Our comic book department has one of the first-run play blah, blah, blah. But if you're one of the people who didn't get a first-run and you're going to get a new one, well, have I got news for you. Your new PlayStation 5s, just a little lighter, just a little lighter on the scale, 300 grams lighter, as a matter of fact, and that's not good question mark <laughs> at least according to tom's guide uh they're saying that that's not good let me just dive into the details for you real quick and why the brand new playstation 5s are just a little lighter uh there's nothing inside them case closed all right so let's we'll, we'll take a quick break no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that was not funny all right moving on uh, last week, a new model of PlayStation 5s went on sale in a handful of select markets, with the only visible difference, like I said, Shaf, being somewhat underwhelming. Uh, a stand screw can now be tightened or loosened by hand, instead of needing a screwdriver. Is your PlayStation 5 vertical or horizontal, Shaf? Currently, it's horizontal. <sighs> you sick fuck. Okay, <laughs> continue. <laughs> continuing. This change does not explain... 
the insubstantial 300 gram weight difference between the two PlayStation 5 units, it may not sound like a lot, Shaf, but it means the new revision is 4.5% lighter than the original hardware. Well, it turns out, Shaf, that the weight difference is coming down to the cooling system. Uh, the PS5, the newer PS5, has a smaller heat sink. Shaf, now what is a heat sink? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's where the heat sinks into. Moving on. <laughs> How does, this, how does this affect the performance? Well, by connecting two PS5s, the old one and the new one, one with the smaller heatsink, one with the regular heatsink, uh, connecting two PS5s and leaving them idling while bundled with, uh, or excuse me, playing the bundled game, Astro's Playroom. As you might imagine, the smaller heatsink led to hotter temperatures in the newer model, with the newer model running, quote, pretty consistently three to five degrees warmer. Great. It's a little warmer. Uh, there's also a slight upside. The new PlayStation 5 runs slightly quieter. Uh, according to this website, from 4.2 decibels to 43.5 decibels, whatever that means. Moving on, it appears that the new revision, this is the real point here, Shaf, the, the new revision is to reduce Sony's building and shipping costs, which makes sense because just recently, Sony stated that they are no longer making a loss on their consoles because all the scalpers bought it and now they're selling it at a higher price so two people are not making a loss the scalpers and sony the only people making a loss is us Shaf. or excuse me by us the people who don't have a playstation 5 just yet so uh does this mean you should go out and search for a newer playstation 5 or does this mean you should uh hunt down an older one it doesn't matter and if you care you probably don't matter <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. I got him, Shaf. I'm just getting everybody on this show. Woo-wee. <laughs> That's me blowing off the, the, the smoke from my pistols, and I'm putting them back in the holsters. Got him. Okay. So before we take a quick break to discuss Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, we are going to hop into our comic book segment, resident comic book expert. Vactor has some choice words to say regarding Shang-Chi Shaf. So let's let him take it away. The floor is yours, Vactor. That I, I said that weird because yours and Vactor in my mind rhymed, but they don't. So let me say it again. The floor is yours, Vactor. Oh yeah, it's time for another episode of Vactor Loves Comics, the show where I love comics and you should too. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about Shang-Chi, the character that was actually invented as kind of a Bruce Lee knockoff in the 70s to capitalize on the kung fu craze. But now is getting its own movie that Robin Shaw are going to be reviewing on this very episode that you're listening to right now. So I wanted to talk real quickly about Shang-Chi because he's not a character that's had a lot of like memorable runs. There's a lot of characters that have like, you know, the Wolverine storylines, you know, the Spider-Man storylines, the famous ones. Shang-Chi doesn't have that really. So there's a lot of like 70s comics that I could talk about and refer you to, but I think it would better serve you to look at the new books that are coming out. So if you're a Comixology Unlimited subscriber, you can get a lot of these for free right now just because they're trying to promote the movie. The Legend of Shang-Chi, number one, is written by Alyssa Wong with art by Andy Tong. That one is a one-shot that's free. The very first collection of Shang-Chi's own book 
that came out last year is just called Shang-Chi by Jean Luen Yang and art by Dyke Ruan and Philip Tan with a nice cover by Jim Chung. That one is just the first five issues of the 2020 Shang-Chi series. So that's probably a good place to start and also free on Comixology Unlimited. And then finally, we have Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. And that's the 2021 series written by Jean Luen Yang, art by Dyke Ruan, and also covered by Lionel Francis Yu. And it has all kind of Shang-Chi versus issues in it. So check those out on Comixology or wherever your comics are sold. All right, back to you, Robin Shaw. All right, so Vac <laughs> Attack, as I so lovingly call him, is recommending some Shang-Chi books to read. Have you read any Shang-Chi books? No, you know, um, I tried to set up my Comixology account through Amazon because apparently it's it's provided through Amazon if you have like a Prime membership. Um, but it is? I didn't know that. Apparently it is. Um, but I'm sharing the Amazon Prime membership with my fiance, so I'd have to actually have her, I think, set up the Comixology account, which I haven't asked her to do because that's that'd be a whole thing. <laughs> Here's what you do. Babe, I need you to set up the Comixology. If she puts up a fight, bet... Think of it. Think about it like what if, Shaf. One choice can determine your timeline. She says yes. Great, you got comicsology. Not no problem. She says no. You say, "Good luck ever having sex with me again." <laughs> Until you do, and then she she gets she's like she'll be one of those girls who's like, <laughs> "I don't need that." <laughs> But then she'll realize she needs that sweet, sweet Shaf Levin. <laughs> after like after like an hour, she'll be like, oh my God, I needed it. But you said, no, no, babe, I'm giving it to nobody now. And then eventually she caves. So it's really up to you, Shaf. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it some, some serious thought. <laughs> Please report back next week. <laughs> Let hey, us know what wonder, Rob. So I tried what you said. Um Wedding's I'm off. Single uh, <laughs> <laughs> secret option number three. Man, the watcher should have interfered. He did not. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't come close. I cannot, I could will interfere. not, won't not interfere. You can fix this. You're a god. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not fix it. <laughs> You've lit your own bed shop. Never listen to Wonder Rob. How many times have He's I like, told you? I just like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you got watched, bitch. That's from another podcast. <laughs> but it's still a funny joke. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vector, for your Shang-Chi recommendations. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you, listeners. We appreciate you so much, actually, that we're going to take a quick break to tell you where you can find us on social media. And then when we get back, it is finally time to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. Wonder Rob here. And Shoff's here, too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. 
It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show. You can also find us on Instagram at GeekSoToSpeakPodcast and Twitter at GeekSoToSpeakPC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at GeekSoToSpeakPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Here we're back. That's right. We're back. We're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, This movie is the newest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, and from here on out, folks, it's going to be spoiler central. So if you haven't seen Shang-Chi, now is your chance to press pause on the podcast. Go check out the movie and then come on back and uh, listen in to what we thought and uh, see if you agree. We'd love to hear what you thought, too. So if you send us a little audio message on Anchor then we can go ahead and and, uh, and play that next episode. So uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Got him. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> Getting everybody <laughs> this week. So, uh, Wonder Rob, I don't have this up on my agenda, but I'm curious, do you have any numbers for opening weekend? Have they communicated? <laughs> oh, do I ever shop? It's, it's, it's very simple. You just go to Box Office Mojo. You click enter, <laughs> and you get, on accident, the box office for Bulletproof Monk instead of Kung Fu, uh, the legend of the of the, the Shang-Chi. <laughs> there was so Whoa. much wrong. So much wrong with that text. <laughs> While we're here, let me tell you about, let me tell you about um, the box office. For bulletproof mug made 37 million worldwide shop and had a budget of 52 million so you can call that a loss let's fix this box i usually have this up shop but i okay. accidentally forgot so uh, no it's not okay we're doing this shop mojo we're doing it so we're recording this on the friday after the movie came out now i believe i read earlier today that it made about 8 million on its thursday night preview so I'm going to click that right now. We're going to find out. Oh, shop. Boom. I was right. 8.8 million is what it took in yesterday. The okay. numbers for today, Friday, are not in. Uh, but it does not have how many screens. It does not have how Does it? No, it doesn't. It does not have how many screens it opened on. But it did make a cool 8 million. And that's good? Question mark? Yeah. I mean, typically when we're reviewing a movie, it's been out for at least a weekend before our episode comes out. So we're like yeah. really on top of this one. So we don't have full numbers yet for the opening weekend of, of for box office. I'm sure. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No, but sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's I gonna... usually I'm a little more prepared usually because we've had a week out, but not this time, baby. Flying off the seat of my pants. Now, That's how I'm doing it. I don't want to refer to this as an experiment because we all know what Simu Liu thought of uh, Bob Chapek for referring to uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi as, a, as an oh, experiment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but I will say it is going to be very interesting to see the outcome of these numbers and comparing them with Black Widow, which had a simultaneous um, 
Disney Plus release as well as what was happening in the box office. So, because I I find it hard to believe that a movie would do better strictly in theaters versus something that was available on both a streaming service and in the box office. So I, I'm I'm very curious. I I'd love to know how this performs. I hope it performs well because it you know movies need to right now, uh, but. And also because it's the first, you know, real martial arts MCU movie that they've got. So I, I want to see it do well. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Tough to say, Shav. Tough to say. I think it would do better only in theaters or has opportunity to do better only in theaters. Because Black Widow, as you may or may not remember, Shav, is also the most pirated uh, movie of the year. Oh, that's Because true. you could very easily pirate it since it is available on Disney+. Plus. That's a good so point. I think it had potential to make more money, but didn't because people didn't want to pay for a movie about Black Widow. Fair enough. A character that was not relevant anymore. <laughs> um, now, right off the bat, before we get into it, um, I just got to ask you one, Rob. Overall, did you enjoy this movie? I, <clears throat> believe it or not, did not not like it. <laughs> I... Very much enjoyed this movie. Very much. Um, a, a lot more than Black Widow. Yeah, I have to agree with <laughs> A lot there. more. Yeah. Um, it's just... It still follows the Marvel formula, but it, it was still different. It was different enough. And and don't get me wrong. I don't think the Marvel formula is bad. I just know a lot of people say, Oh, these movies are tired. They made the same movie over and over again. Those are people who are rectally rumpused. Shoff. Uh I personally do not care that these movies follow the same pattern. Anyway, it still followed the pattern in my opinion, but it did enough different to to make it interesting on my end. I really liked the fighting. The special effects for the most part were okay. I liked the turn of the story um with the 10 rings. I liked the return of a particular character that has to do with the 10 rings. I like a little headless animal that's in it with the wings. I just, there was a lot to like, a lot to like about this movie. And I'm going to say what I liked the most, I'm going to, I'm going to say it wrong, Shav. You're going to have to correct me on this one. Simul, Simul, how do you say his name? Uh, Simul Liu. Simul Liu. Liu. You, you broke up in my ear. I'm just going to call him Shang-Chi. No, don't do that. I mean, Shang-Chi. Fudge. Sean. Sean. His name is Sean in the movie. Yeah, his name is Sean Sean. Cheese in the movie. Sean. I really liked this guy. I thought he was great. Yeah. He played, to me, he played a normal dude. He was just a normal dude. And Aquafina, too. I'm not. I don't know enough about Aquafina to say if I am or I'm not a fan of her. I, like, I just haven't seen her in enough stuff, but I really liked her performance too. Like they seemed like just a pair of normal people for the most part outside of the Kung Fu um, on Sean's part. But also this, this might sound dumb Shaf, but maybe you feel this way. Maybe you don't, but I was also very pleased to see a main character and his female best friend Make it from the top of the movie to the bottom of the movie without kissing, without 
being like, oh, looking each other's eyes. Well, they won't they? Like they were legitimately just friends, which can happen. It's 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 possible, you guys. Yeah, I mean that may be true, but I don't think that will likely stay that course for the next. Well, movie. at least this time it did. <laughs> at least this time it did because I can't remember the last time I've seen that. Yeah, that's in, true. In any in any movie, what was it? What just finished? Loki. It happened, right? Yeah. Um, it happened. Didn't it happen in the Falcon Winter Soldier too? I think I feel like something like that happened in that too. It ju- it just happens. So. I'm just I'm pleased, I'm pleased that that didn't go on. But overall, I did I liked it. I really liked it. I think this was a strong opening, um, a strong inclusion, or excuse me, strong introduction for the character and interesting. What's the right word? I'll just call it interesting. Interesting connections to the overall MCU. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you were talking about like the both uh, Simu Liu's and, and Aquafina's portrayal of just like average people. Simu Liu. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on, on Simu's performance, but to me, and, and I really want to like Aquafina and I, I liked her in um, uh, crazy rich Asians. Uh, I've mm-hmm. liked her in tons of stuff that she's done, but in this movie, it just feels a little too loud, a little too, um, uh, rehearsed like a little too over the top to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels a little bit more into a caricature than like a real person's response to some stuff. Um, but I, I still like her as an actress. So I was like, I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I wasn't like totally sold on her performance uh, at the beginning. She was better towards the end of the movie, but, um, but Simu was excellent and to the fact that he's like a was a relative unknown prior to yeah, this yeah i've never seen him in anything yeah prior to this casting and to see him like really just take charge as as a character in the MCU and basically i think i saw that marvel studios officially kind of crowned him in a most recent tv spot as a new avenger so like he's already <laughs> like cemented himself even though the movie doesn't really establish that um <clears throat> it's uh, it's really fascinating. So um, seeing him do that for a solo movie is great. I really, really enjoyed um, uh, the Mandarin, aka, or I'm sorry, Wen Wu is his real name, aka the Mandarin, aka whatever else he was to go go by. Um, mm-hmm. It was nice to see that he was he had more dimensions than just being like a conquering person. Like he just yeah. Like he's he's a father. He has a soft side. He he's sentimental. He's romantic. Um, he ultimately his, his downfall is that he loves his wife so much that he, you know, was lured, uh, uh, from, you know, lured into doing something even worse and opening up a a door to, you know, a realm of beings that are, you know, just out to suck your soul. But, um, like he was a redeemable bad guy and I, I liked the layers that he was performing and he's, he's an excellent actor. Um, uh, Tony, uh, Leung, I think is his name. So I mm-hmm. uh, really, really enjoyed his performance. I was shocked at that Ben Kingsley, I knew that he was going to be in this, but I really didn't think he was going to be in it for more than like five minutes. They gave him a big part. <laughs> they gave him a <laughs> really big movie. part. He like turned into like a basic like partner, uh, for like the second half of the movie. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Oh wow. They're really going 
all in on Trevor Slattery. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which was surprising uh, to me. Um, I feel like they had to because they're like, hey, we did this already. We got to like retcon this <laughs> <laughs> right away. We got to solve this problem. Yeah. And I feel like they did it in a good way. Um, it, it didn't feel too forced. Like they were um, really trying to make sense of what had happened in the previous movies. Like I felt like it, it made sense for the story. Um, having recently seen All Hail the King on Disney Plus, the Marvel one shot, it really helped mm-hmm. uh, the story make more sense to me. So I was glad for having watched that ahead of time. Um, uh, separate from the movie, but about the cinematic experience, Wonder Rob, I just wanted to share mm-hmm. a brief brief movie theater story for you. So I love it. Movie theater stories are my favorite. I mean, you know me lately, whenever I seem to go to the movies, there's always something that happens with the people around me and, yeah. and they piss me off in some way, shape or form. And I have to talk about it on the podcast. So I don't know what it was about Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. I don't know what it was going on that night in the weather or whatever, but I have never seen so many dudes take bathroom breaks. Really? Like I personally don't ever take a bathroom break during a movie. Like I'll go beforehand and I'll go after the movie's done if I need to. But even if I have to go, I do not get up from my seat. I sit through it and I like shake my leg and do the pee pee dance in my seat. I do not (laughs) get up from a movie and like skip out on a portion of a movie that I've never seen a movie that literally just came out that evening. Um, yeah. I, I don't do that. Like you're paying money to see a movie and now you're going to miss a portion of it to go to the bathroom. Like, and I'm, I'm not going to like be like sexist here, but I know uh-uh. that I know that women do take more bathroom breaks or like they, they tend to go, need to go to the bathroom during movies. It happens a lot. They can't sit for two plus hours without having to go, uh, go pee. I get it. I've never seen guys be the same way. <laughs> and the amount of guys passing me like in my row, cause I sat in the back row. I actually had plenty of seats as a buffer between me. It was excellent. I wasn't sitting next to anyone, but in the same row down the ways, there was a bunch of guys. And I swear it was like every 10 minutes, somebody else got up and had to go, uh, go pee or whatever. But it wasn't just pee wonder Rob. Uh-oh. It was a poo-poo? People pooping? <laughs> I, this one guy walked past me, and it smelled like he had kung pooed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Shang-Chi and the legend of the blown-out O-rings. Uh, <laughs> I swear the dude had shat himself, and... And that's why he was like getting up. He's like, oh, it's too late now. Now I got to try and clean up this stuff off my denim. You know, I don't know like what's going on because, but and it was early on in the movie. So I'm thinking to myself, dude, what, what is wrong with your decision making that, you know, you, you're like 15 minutes into the movie and you just shat yourself. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, but the, it stunk. It stunk really, 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 really bad. So, <laughs> well, I'm happy to report that I made sure to take a, a toilet break before I walked into the theater because I knew I'm not going to get it. I will not get up to go to the bathroom unless it is a true emergency, but it's got to be an emergency. When I saw the Avengers, the Avengers in 2012 shop opening night, that was when midnight shows were a thing. Oh, yeah. Before they started, before they really got rid of those. 
That movie's almost that's a that's a long movie, longer than your average comic book movie. And I had to pee because I was eating snacks. Uh, you know what happens when you eat snacks, Shaf? You gotta pee. It's it's the only thing that happens. I was eating snacks, drinking drinks. I had to pee. I had to pee so bad, and I held it so hard, like it, that it hurt, and that leaving the theater, like actually leaving my seat and getting to the bathroom, was a painful experience. Oof! Like I was practically crippled over. To pee. That's how dedicated I am. So I totally know where you're coming from. I had a I had a pretty full theater. I did the two seat buffer, like I talked about uh, for the last movie we saw that failed. The plan failed last time, but this time it worked. Nobody sat next to me. Refunded the ticket. Well, for credit, gonna apply that to the next time. I didn't I didn't have a bad experience, but there were a lot of teenagers just making comments about any little thing, like any time. Uh, Aquafina would do anything, or anytime uh, Shanchi's mom would do anything, or Shanchi's sister would do anything, they'd be like, "Girl boss." Oh god! But they'd keep saying it. They'd keep saying it over and over and over again. Like it got a reaction the first time, and then they're just like, "Girl, girl boss, remember that joke, girl boss." <laughs> anyway, um, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where uh, <laughs> George. <laughs> Yo, that's gotta hurt when when a blimp went down and he kept going theater to theater to do the line. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, what was the movie Serenity Now? No, Serenity Now is what uh, Frank Costanza yells to not go crazy. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie they were seeing. Some fake TV movie. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I could talk Seinfeld all day. But this is a Shun Chi conversation. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about the overall connections to the MCU, but let's talk. Let's talk about um, before we do that. Let's talk about the guy who was playing the Mandarin, or uh, Tony Leung, um, as Shun Chi's dad. I really liked him too. Like you said, you were talking about the layers in the character, but man, I really liked his performance. Um, and I thought the his his use of the Ten Rings was really interesting, especially in that last fight with Shang-Chi where the rings are sort of bouncing back and forth between the two of them. Like that fight had me glued to the screen. Oh yeah. I was leaning further out into my seat. So the image would hit my eyes faster. (laughs) Like I wanted to, I was absorbed. I was absorbed into it, but man, his performance, I really, really liked. Oh yeah. I, I liked almost everybody in this, actually. The I thought fight, everybody was really good. The fight choreography in this movie was so solid. Um, there were, uh, the, especially the, uh, it's, it, what is the scene? So it takes place outside, um, at the on the outside of a building, like on the scaffolding. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. The, the varying levels of the death dealers trying to take them out and everything and all these people from the Ten Rings trying to, uh, trying to take out uh, Katie or trying to take out um, Zhai Ling or however you pronounce her name, um, um, Shang-Chi's sister, mm-hmm. was it was awesome. There were times when the, the fights, like the choreography, the, the, the punches and jabs and kicks and everything was happening so fast. It was like a flurry. You couldn't even really see. It, it, and it was, wasn't blurry because it was like bad camera work. It was blurry because they were moving so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was just like so impressed by it. And having seen like the, the only other real martial arts thing that we've seen from Marvel in general 
is Marvel Netflix and Iron Fist. And the fight mm-hmm. scenes in Iron Fist are awful in, by comparison. So um, it's just really, oh, really nice to see that they really focused on making them interesting. Plus, like the the uh, bus scene, the bus fight. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Similio, man, he just was like, people were, there were audible gasps and like, whoa, like, in the audience, in the packed house, when that fight scene happened, because he was moving so fast and so gracefully, yeah, it was it was really good. <laughs> like I said, he plays that every guy really good, but he does this really well. Um, shout out to the dude who was in Spider Man. Oh yeah, do a flip, Spider Man. <laughs> he was same character i hope it is it's the same guy same guy and well i know it's the same guy i hope it's the same character oh i hope he moved to san francisco yeah or he's he's on a trip and he's visiting yeah that's gotta be it um but oh my gosh just the even though his scene was maybe i'm alive i'm alive rate this fight right now (laughs) 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 that was really funny (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, he was funny. He was really funny. He had me laughing. I, yeah, he was I, really I did good. want to comment. Um, I felt like some of the comedy fell a little bit flat. Like, not not like these like supporting characters because they were pretty funny. But I felt like some of the comedy that should have been really funny between Simu and Aquafina, like it just didn't totally land. There were some. I don't know if it was just the writing or if it was the delivery, but I felt like the movie was trying to be funnier, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't like getting a response out of me. That was like a really like powerful. I don't know. Like I wasn't, I just wasn't laughing that much during this movie. I was, I was interested. I was very interested, but I wasn't laughing as much as I find myself doing in a typical Marvel movie. There was only one part of the movie where I laughed out loud. Now that doesn't mean I didn't like the movie, but only one joke made me laugh out loud and we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk about the overall mcu connection because it has to do with this it's it's it was the stinger the mid-credit stinger where wong is talking to aquafina and sima liu shonchi about how their lives are on a drastic change and you need to get some rest because your life's not going to be the same. And they, they pull back that recurring joke or, and then it cuts to all three of them. <laughs> but Wong on the mic, karaoke drunk. That made me laugh. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Benedict Wong is hilarious. <laughs> like that guy makes me laugh. And just that, like anytime he has a joke, Almost always it gets me. It's something about his delivery. Yeah. Well, he's because he's uh, so stoic that you don't expect it from him. And then he's yeah. just like, he's so good. Let's talk about Wong a little bit. So Wong appears, um, I would say, a little bit before the midway point of the movie. He is in a cage match fighting uh, Abomination. Yes. And he does a sweet-ass move where he yells at the Abomination. He says, that hurts! And then does the old portal trick and makes the Abomination punch himself. Very good. Jeff's kiss. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and I liked the close-up shots of the abomination. I thought it looked cool. He looked really cool. Can, I, I'm curious, though. I wanted to get your take on this. Why is Wong fighting? Like, why is he in this cage match? I, the movie does, I thought the movie would expand on why he's doing this, but I, they don't. And my only guess, so before you say anything, this is my thought. 
is it because it does kind of seem like after the fight is over that it was sort of um, something that both him and Abomination are kind of like in cahoots about like that as if they like knew how it was going to go down, like start pulling your punches or something like that. Like, like it was more of a show. Um, but to me, it seems like this might be the way that Wong is paying the bills. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dr. Strange got dusted. Right. So like for five years, Wong was left, to try to like keep the sanctums rent getting paid, you know? So like part of me thinks like sometime during that five years, Wong was seeking out like means of income or something. And he decided to become a cage fighter. Like I just don't understand the logic of him being in there for any other reason than that. And especially if he's in cahoots with his opponent, then he can sort of like steer the the match to go a certain way. That way he goes home with money is my thought. So what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I had the same thought. Of course, I was like, why are they friends? And why did they just portal away together? And it was one of those things where I was like, Bill, just be patient. <laughs> Over time, we'll get to it. Like maybe the abomination shows up in uh, Multiverse of Madness or yeah. Spider-Man. Um, but I thought, I, I, after thinking about it, I was thinking about it on the drive home and I came to the same conclusion. I was like, well... We don't really know when this movie takes place within the timeline of the MCU because there's not any like real, real like flagship moment in the show that tells you that. But I was like, maybe, maybe in the Spider Man No Way Home trailer when Wong is leaving, maybe he's leaving to go be in the cage fight because Doctor Strange will not fix the hole on the roof. <laughs> and so they need some money yeah. to fix that hole yeah. because the Sanctum Sanctorum's covered in snow or something like that. I'd like to think it's a little there's something a little bigger going on there, but it's it's sort of tough to say. Uh but maybe maybe it has something to do with that end credit stinger or that mid credit stinger shot. Yeah. Where Shang-Chi at the end or excuse me, um Wong at the end of the movie, right before the credits. Hops into the coffee shop where Sean and Aquafina are. And he scoops him up, says, come with me. You got the rings, right? Come with me. And they leave. And then it cuts to the mid credit scene of Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel and Wong discussing the rings with them, saying that these are an, a, an artifact that they've never seen before. And they cannot tell where it's from. It's not like any ancient technology that they've seen um, and they do a, they do a, the old enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance to on the, on the rings and, and seem to determine that it is some sort of beacon. Um, and then, like I said, Wong says, Hey, your, your life is on a different trajectory now, buddy. So get used to it. You are now part of the bigger picture or whatever. Two interesting, or one interesting thing that I noticed is I made a real point of saying, is Bruce Banner still wearing the sling? He is. I don't know if you noticed that, but he was in the sling. And the thing I couldn't remember, and so I'm ho- hopefully your brain caught this detail, was did Captain Marvel, did she have her short haircut or did she have long hair? In the the mid in mid credit scene. scene, no, she yeah. had longer hair, but it wasn't it wasn't the long hair from 
um, the beginning of Endgame. It it, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't the short hair from the end of Endgame. It, it's not a haircut. It was somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it was not a haircut that we've seen before. And honestly, <laughs> I said this to uh, our corrections department. I was like, her hair looked awful. <laughs> it was a terrible wig. A terrible, terrible, terrible wig. Uh, and if it was her actual hair, oh my God, the hairdresser deserves to be shot. That hair looked awful. Um, but her hair didn't even register to me. I couldn't even remember if she had long hair or short. Hair. No, I it, was just like, I was like really focused on what they were saying. Yeah. I got even closer. I was, I was in the next seat up <laughs> in the row. That's how closer I got to the screen. So I just, the, the, the sling made, made, made a point to, to speak to me. I was like, Oh, he's still in the sling. Okay, cool. Cause I was just curious, but I didn't think about the hair until, the night of or the night after having seen it okay so i was just curious because that was that was circling back to my point i was trying to figure out where does this take place within the the timeline of things like if she still had that short short haircut could be immediately after in game if it was really long it you know it takes quite a long time to to grow your hair so months a year yeah, you know what I mean. So I was trying to gauge where it was based on Captain yeah. Marvel's hair. So, so I, I have a theory about this. I, I I kind of teased you about this, not teased you like I was making fun, but like teased that I was going to be talking about this um, earlier today. But I have a theory about what we saw, and my theory is that this movie takes place in an alternate universe. Okay, and why do you say that? Because her hair should not be that long based on the this movie taking place after the events of Endgame. And okay, so the hair, the hair. The hair is part of it. Also, the fact that that Hulk is not Professor Hulk anymore, or I'm sorry, that Bruce Banner is not Professor Hulk anymore, that he's just Banner again. It, it was my impression that he found a way to put the brains and the brawn together and, and that he decided no, to stick to that. Yeah, and that there was no way to change back, um, because otherwise, why would you, why would you be sitting in like a restaurant with Ant Man and um, and Captain America, and you know, eating a giant meal for for Hulk when you you know, like I just don't understand like the the logic behind that. So to me, it seems like certain events played out the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, in this alternate universe, but some didn't play out the same way. Like he didn't, um, uh, like become professor Hulk or something like that. Um, and that therefore he can change back into Bruce Banner and her hair is longer because it was a different, uh, situation. Like, I feel like there's a reason why these things are, look the way they do. It's, it's not arbitrary. It's totally on purpose. And um, Dr. Strange wasn't there. And Dr. Strange wasn't there. Um, like why would Wong be dealing with it and not Wong and Dr. Strange? Yeah. And Wong is, is cage fighting. Like all of these things seem out of character. Uh, I just think that it's, to me, it seems like it could be like a, a slightly parallel situation, but there's definitely some inconsistencies. Then again, it is Captain Marvel. She can travel through space. And as we know, time is <laughs> she different. She was like, I got to go, you guys. So well, she's, al- she's always, yeah, she's always, bu- <laughs> she's always <laughs> doing that. So, you know, in space, time works differently. 
So maybe wherever she was, time was moving at a different speed. She comes back to earth and so it's, she's been gone for, you know, it doesn't seem like that long, but it's been a lot longer for wherever she was. I don't know. I mean, that's a theory too, but. Or, or, or they didn't have the budget (laughs) and they're just like, we'll explain it in another movie. Don't worry about it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do know that we're going to see Bruce Banner again in the She-Hulk TV show. We know that mm-hmm. Abomination is going to be in the She-Hulk TV show. So hopefully there's more explanation going on with that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, what do you think about um, Shang-Chi's sister taking over the Ten Rings? And it's saying the Ten Rings will return. Yeah, I don't really know how I felt about that. Um I didn't think that that made a lot of sense for her character, but, and I, but I guess in the comic books, she's known to be more villainous. So, um, I guess that, you know, plays more into being true to the source material. So I don't um, know. I mean, she ran an underground fighting ring that she built from the ground up. Yeah, I guess so. Like it could be, Oh, speaking of the gun fighting ring, um, when they're, Walking through the 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 fights, the lower level fights, I noticed somebody was fighting. One of the dudes had the extremists. Uh, oh yeah, that's what that mm-hmm. was. Okay, so that that did make sense to me as well. I was like, this guy's got like a power, but I feel like I've seen this power before. I couldn't place it at the moment. That makes sense. Okay, I saw. I noticed that, and then I don't know this for a fact because I haven't look to see if anybody's confirmed this, but the the recent episode of What If, small spoilers for What If, you guys, the Doctor Strange episode of What If, there's a, a moment where uh, creature. Well, I'll try to not spoil it just in case. I'll just say it as vague as possible. Cer- certain creatures are being absorbed into other creatures in the latest What If, and the monsters that were sucking souls, not the big one, but the monsters that were sucking souls looked an awful lot like one of those characters that got sucked up. Oh, interesting. And so, at least to me, that my mind went there when I saw it. And so I was, I don't know if that's a real con- connection or not, uh, but that's something that I popped up. But I can't confirm or deny that that's an actual thing. But it's something that I noticed. Um, so, keep an eye out for that. Maybe that was an Easter egg. Maybe not. Or maybe I'm just making it up. And I'm totally off base. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, you guys? Um, but I'm excited to see where this where this franchise goes. I'm excited to see how this connects to the overall greater MCU. I'm excited to see if he, if Shang-Chi and Aquafina uh, cameo in other people's movies. I'm excited to, to see a sequel to this. This is a... This is pretty good. Where, where would you rank it as far as solo movies solo debut movies mm, okay you got um, your captain america iron man thor uh ant-man captain marvel black panther guardians of the galaxy this is the first i didn't forget anybody did i uh so this is the first like new new one um i don't count black widow because that it's not a movie that introduces her that's true um, I'd say it's in the upper half of, of like really good. I don't, I don't know if I could place it. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not like Iron Man level. It's not Black Panther level to me. Um, it's definitely better than Thor. It's, it's better than Ant-Man. It's. 
Oh, I was hoping for an Ant Man cameo. Because it was in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe I thought maybe we were gonna get an Ant Man cameo reference, but we didn't. That would have been a that would have been a really good thing. I wanted to see Scott Lang just walking in the background. Like, <laughs> doing something stupid, pulling cards out of his mouth or something. Or just um David Dow uh Dost Malkian or whatever saying Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> or or Hank Pym in the back going, Ants. 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 <laughs> Scott. Scott, I need you to be the Ant Man. <laughs> the 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 solo film. I know it's not on the same level as Iron Man or Captain America or Thor. Although I do think it's better than Thor. It's better. Than but when Thor. I say, yeah. when I that's not what I meant. Like on the same level. I guess that's not. The point that I'm trying to make is a very specific point. So let me let me try to articulate it. It's the movie felt like it felt like when iron man came out and when captain america came out and it felt like where thor came out when these were new and you were like oh my god i can't believe they're making these movies like it had that same feeling to me and i guess that's that's the best way i could describe it i know it's not a a phase one movie it's better than a phase one movie but it still had that feeling of a phase one movie like you hadn't seen it before and you're like wow this is cool like that's that's how i felt after the movie yeah, no, definitely. It's the best way I can describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great first entry, um, and I think it's going to be well received. And I think that we're definitely going to get, um, you know, more uh, attention on this character. Um, I'm, I'm just, I was really pleased with it, and and it was worth the wait. And uh, it's nice to know that we still got at least, well, I think we have two, we have like potentially a month. two more Marvel movies this year. So yeah, we have like a month. Until the Eternals comes out, and then, or maybe a month and a half or two months, <laughs> dates aren't my aren't my forte. But yeah, we have the Eternals coming out very soon. We have Spider Man coming out very soon, and then we still have a lot of Marvel. I mean, we're finishing up What If, supposedly, Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are supposedly coming out before the end of the year. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But yeah, there's Marvel. Marvel's making up for lost time this year. They're like, here, there's so much. Have it all. <laughs> it's more <laughs> as much Marvel content as you can stomach. Here it is. So, and I'm I'm happy about it. Oh yeah. Uh, but but what did you guys think? Anybody out there in podcast land? What did you think about Shang Chi? Shaf made a really good point. You can log into Anchor.fm slash Geek So to Speak podcast or the actual official link. Just in case I'm misquoting it, is in the show notes. Feel free to log on, leave a voicemail, and let us know what you thought. If you do, we'll play it on the show, uh, because we're men of our words. Uh, we really, really, really want to thank you for sticking with us. We greatly appreciate it. If you're trying to find us on social media, and when I say us, I mean us as individuals, not Geek So To Speak podcast. You already follow all the Geek So To Speak podcast stuff. You want to follow us. Well, I'll tell you what. You can find my best friend in the whole wide world, Shoff. At Shoff, V-O, that's S-H-O-F-F, V is in voice, O is in over, on Instagram, and Fiverr. Listen, I don't know if you noticed, but Shoff, <laughs> he has a, a beautiful speaking voice, very dulcet tones, uh, very very smooth, and almost, it almost, I don't want to say it makes you hard listening to it, but you're right there, you're like right on the edge, uh, edging, I guess, of, 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 of getting aroused. That's Shoff's voice, and you can hire Shoff. 
for any and all voiceover needs on Fiverr. So don't forget to check him out there. Shop VO. You can find me. I'm not on Fiverr, but I am on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> at Wonder Rob. W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. Two other of my best friends in the whole wide world. Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. You can find on Instagram and Twitter. He's our corrections department. And you can find Vactor, who is our resident comic book expert, at Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R, pretty much everywhere on social media. I was uh, Vactor also has another podcast that he works on, uh, Seasons Change, where he talks about comic books and, and a few other things. I, I, I listened to the latest episode of their podcast, Shop, and I'm just taking a second to say hi to my friend, Jeff W. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I got a shout out from Jeff W. on that podcast, so I'm shouting out Jeff oh, W. on this podcast. Okay. It's a tit-for-tat thing, Shop. Um, Jeff W., if you want to ask any questions to Geek So To Speak, you can email us at geeksotospeakpodcast at gmail.com, or anybody out there, you can email us at geeksotospeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to suggest a topic for us to talk about, a movie for us to review, a geek movie torture, video game, anything in between, drop us a line. Um, I think that about covers it. Shaf, did I forget anything? No, you got it, man. You covered it all. <sighs> Finally. Finally remembered it all on the first try. <sighs> first time for everything, you guys. Hooey! <laughs> <laughs> got him! <laughs> all right. Any last words, Shaf, before we get the heck out of here? Uh, no, just go out and see Shang-Chi and, uh, and support your, your theaters if you can. Yes. Yes. I agree. All right, Shroff, say the catchphrase. All right. Fellow geeks, we will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. <laughs> Kung <That> food. Would... <laughs> I don't I have no jokes. I have no jokes, job. <laughs> you guys are fucking lame. Oh, and the vice president, he's, uh, he's a big part of this. Um, is, that, is that important? Somewhat. Yeah, a little bit. I need an update for Killian. Where are we with the colonel? Hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. What are you going to do? You going to act? Come on. All right, so don't blow it. Yes, Gregor here. Yes, that's done. Rudy's cry like sick dog American. I'm very brave. Very brave. Uh, Stark is dead. The body's here. Okay, that's good work. You stay on the talent. You don't let him out of your sight. Copy that. That's beyond the talent. Wow, that was really good. That was amazing. Can you do a Russian accent? That was a Russian accent. Shut I'm up. Sorry. Can you do uh, like an island dialect? Well, no, I mean another island like that's a Belfast. Hey, can you do like a South Central dialect? Where's that? Do the Jamaican guy. I come from Jamaica. Hey, can you do French? Alors je suis français. Can you do like a Spanish? I can do, but oh, it's shut up. Good. Can you do uh, British? Well, I am British. <laughs>